Hi everyone, we're back with a proper or more proper episode this time, not a shock emergency recording um, like last time, but episode 107. Um, unfortunately, not a radio station this time either. Uh, but <laughs> we've actually got, believe it or not, a win under our belts. Uh, since then, we, we don't really want to talk about that, but uh, we actually, clan finally get a win this season, and it comes at the hands of the unfortunate Manchester Storm uh, on the 29th of October, a 3-0 win. I actually think you predicted this win, didn't you? And I said, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, I think law, law of averages suggested that we would win at some point. Um it just so happened that it was the, the first game after Malcolm Cameron was sacked from his post. So, um, yeah, came at a good time. But since then, it's kind of plateaued again. <laughs> Are we saying that that was a highlight of the season so far? <laughs> I think it has to be, yeah. It has to be, yeah. There's yeah. literally nothing else. <laughs> Absolutely nothing else. No, but to be fair, like that game... You know, we did really well. Um, everyone in the team as a whole that game um, performed and to get a shutout as well it just um, seemed totally out of the blue. Um, not only to win, but to get a shutout. So um, yeah, that was yeah. credit to the players really for that one. Definitely be normally wait until like February or March to get a first one, don't the first shutout. Um, <laughs> First one, well, yeah, well, <laughs> at this rate, could have been, yeah, it could have been, yeah. Um, at at the moment, so that's uh, we're one win in, in fourteen, so we're going to end up with if we forecast that, what about four wins, four wins all season, something like that. So well, that's yeah, that's I mean that's can't wait for the next three. <laughs> And of course, that that stats only taken from league form as well. So if you add in the Challenge Cup, we're one win in twenty. Yeah, so. it's it's disgusting. But you you were at that game anyway, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> arena. So I was. Yeah, it was a it was a throwback to um, previous seasons. I can remember what winning feels like. Um, yeah, a good performance generally. You said. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, like I say, like. I mean, everybody um, who iced that game performed. Um, you know, still were really short on players as well. I think we were down six players for that game, um, including obviously the kind of long-term ones, but um, you know, fairly recent injury worries as well. I think we were only playing with three um, reg or three registered D men uh, in that game. I think yeah. Shabbat playing in ND as well. Um, oh, sorry, we had uh, Liam Danskin, I think, had been called up. Yeah, yeah you're well, right. But yeah, the three, three uh, original signed men. I mean, Shabbat's been playing there all season, really, it seems like. But yeah, that is that is short. And then only three forward lines as well, by the looks of it. So yeah, yeah top, top effort. Yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, I can't even 
I can't even remember really too much about it because it seems that long ago now. Um, but, you know, John Dunbar getting a couple of goals, I think, you know, kind of hoped that that would um, kickstart his clan career and, um, you know, be really sort of kick on from that. And the reality is that it's it's not really, um, which is a shame, um, both for him and for for all the players really because I, I do feel like that that game in particular everybody was was excellent there were some that stood out more than others for me I think Dunbar obviously um, I think McParland was was excellent in that game as well um, and I think uh, Jordan County was good in terms of forwards and then the defensive pro- I mean everybody really uh, on defence played, played excellent yeah, I guess you kind of have to, to to get a shot at. Obviously, John Muse has come in and, and done hmm. done well, really statistically, and to get that early shot at makes a difference. Um, but generally, running with that that many injuries and that few forwards, um, you you won't <laughs> you won't see us get many wins. Like I know we don't get wins anyway. But if we continue to you won't see us get many wins. <laughs> yeah. We'll stop. <laughs> it's actually a disgusting thought, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you, we won't go through many games of that lineup and stand uh, too much of a chance. Certainly not defensively. Um, so to to get the win, I think was good. And at the moment, they are one of the rivals down at that end, the lower end of the table, Manchester. So. That was good. Um, probably, I think uh, their coach had said that they didn't play particularly well, but I think by the sounds of it, we we didn't really let them. So that was good. That was good from all all points of view, and it, it made for a bit of you know positivity for everyone. Um, being able to do the first of all the the celebration after the game, you know, get a win. And then going into that the Belfast game the following night with maybe a bit of a bit of confidence which we've been devoid of really all season. Um and then unfortunately lost one nil that that night, but again it was a, a bit of a battle and I think John Hughes faced a lot of shots that night. Um and it was a very good one that beat him. So to only go down 1-0 to Belfast, I guess, is, is a good thing, albeit you don't really want to be talking about defeats like that, really, do you? But um, small steps for us, really. Yeah, I mean, after the Manchester game, what you really don't want is two games against Belfast. Because, um, you know, you, you, you kind of want to build on that on that momentum. Um, but, you know, again, you know, short bench to going in there. Um Defending excellently again. It's just, um, yeah, perhaps kind of lack of, um, oh, I don't know, kind of going forward. Like, it's really just kind of, there's not very much happening um, in terms of the forwards and creating chances. Yeah, John Muse faced um, 55 shots on goal. Which is so fifty four saves, a tremendous effort. Um Ryan Nyesk. Yes. 
that's why we signed him. But like you said, we only registered 19 um, on their goal. And I think that was the same with the recent Coventry defeat. So uh, we've gone from kind of three goals against Manchester, a bit of a high to to then struggling to, to create chances. But I don't think Belfast will be the first team that Belfast does that to, to be honest. That from from what I see, I think they're just um, a number of steps above us at the moment. And with that short lineup again, it just would be very difficult for us to get anything, but we, we nearly did. Yeah, I nearly did. Um, slight indiscipline in the second period. I think there was a few, uh, a few minors called in relatively quick succession, which doesn't help. But you know, we we did well again. You know, killing those those penalties, and you know, ultimately to kind of the old Belfast to one goal in any game. Um, you know, I think you have to be pleased with that, and I think. You do need to kind of look at, at that as a as a positive overall. Yeah, it's just just a shame that we seem to have real scoring issues to go along with that. Otherwise, I think we could maybe have, have stolen a point or possibly more. Um, but when when Belfast came to Brayhead the following Friday, I think they were in a, a bit more of a a scoring mood. They ran out four one winners. Um, albeit we took the lead in that first period and you thought maybe there was a bit of a, a chance of a, an upset. Um, but then I think you were there, weren't you, from all accounts, they just sort of took over and were dominant without us really being able to trouble them, which is, again, disappointing. But like you said, you probably wanted a couple of games against Dundee or something like that. <laughs> just yeah. Belfast killed that momentum. Yeah, that's it. Um <clears throat> For that game, I think, you know, Matthew Waworth, clan's goal, um, it was a really lovely finish. Um, pass across from Mitch Jones, I think it was, on a, a breakaway. Um, and he just kind of dinks the puck up and over Peyton Jones. So it was a really a really nice goal. Um, and I kind of hoped that that would have set the tone for us going forward. Um, you know, I felt overall in that first period we played really well. We matched Belfast um, and again defended excellently, um, but just couldn't match them for the whole game. Um, you know, they really stepped up their performance, um, scoring three goals in that second period, and that really kind of knocked the stuffing out of us. Um, their equaliser was, you know, it was a, a really lovely, quick move and it's a quick pass and um, a tidy finish from, from Conway. Um, and then their second to go ahead. I think it was a shot from Conway as well, but the puck sort of hit Ben Lake on the way through, and it kind of looked over musing into the net. So yeah, from, from our point of view, it was, or from Belfast's point of view, sorry, it was, uh, uh, you know, it's a lucky goal. But I mean, our, our backs were were against the wall for the majority of that period, so couldn't have too many complaints. Um, you know, that aside, Giants rattled the post and there was one saved on the line from Muse and another cleared off the line from Massey. Um, so it was always kind of on the cards sort of thing. Um, and then I think uh, it was Angeli that made it three 
think he got Belfast third. Um, yeah, that was a that was a bit of a a soft goal or quite an easy. Yeah, I thought that. Goal to score, I thought he I thought he got in a bit easily, just sort of skated across and um, was given the chance to shoot and um, bit of a goal scorer like that um, put it away. So that's that's a bit of a, again a, a disappointing because. When you're not scoring, we we at least need to try and prevent those big chances for for guys like that. Going into a third period, that only two went down, you'd be you'd be hoping for more. But I think it was a, a a power play goal, Conway's, uh, in the third period, wasn't it? So yeah, it was a five on three. Like. Yeah. So always going to be difficult. And once Belfast scored their fourth, we, the game just kind of fizzled out really from that. Yeah, it's very hard to to get anything unless you got a really quick goal back. But not to be in. Um, yeah, I think that kind of meant that the Manchester win was quite quickly forgotten, um, which is which is a shame. Yeah. It's a shame, but uh, one of those things. I think. Um, a new signing made his debut in that game, didn't he? Is that right? He did. He did uh, indeed, yeah. Jake Bolton, who was rumoured for, it felt like, a, a year that he was rumoured to be signing. Um, but it, it was finally announced and then played a defenseman we saw him last year in Guildford. Somebody that I always liked, actually, when I, when I saw him play. Um, a, a good style of hockey they play it um, down there and um, I remember it being quite physical but also got a few goals um, and was was really effective in that team so when I saw we, we signed them I thought that was a good addition I've seen quite a few people saying we should have signed him um, in the first place instead of Sean Bhutan which I is would, I would agree you know, <laughs> I don't think there's too much wrong with that suggestion but no, no. To see people, people get injured. But what did you think of of his performance? I know it's hard when we lose four one, but do you think he, he made any difference? Uh, no, I I do I, I do I thought he had a, a really good game actually. Um, he's that kind of imposing figure at the back. You know, it's kind of he did to an extent show up the D. Um, I thought you know he, he's a good communicator on the ice. Um, and he's really comfortable on the puck as well and wants to get it moving quickly um, I noticed that a couple of times he was quite deep into Belfast zone um, which kind of meant that you know, others kind of had to cover for him a wee bit so I maybe just kind of overcommitted a couple of times but um, it's early days and to be honest if that's all that I could really find wrong then it's not really that bad um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought he played well. No, that's that's good. I, I, quite a, quite a few people have said that it meant that we were back to having um, six defensemen as well. Obviously, Shabbat is one of those, but kind of has made himself a defenseman as we've seen. Um, and Stanton was back as well, playing there, so that makes a, a difference for sure. Uh, albeit only three forward lines. But going forward, yeah, yeah I, I like the signing. I, I think he is 
yeah, is going to make a difference, hopefully. And if he can contribute with any points, then that's a, a bit of a bonus. I remember him having quite a good sh- or a big shot at Guildford. I don't know. Mm-hmm. can't remember exactly how many goals he scored. Um, but 14, I think. Yeah, that's... 14, so that's pretty, pretty decent for a yeah, big that's good for a defenseman. Defense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully he does continue to make a difference because we're, we're going to need him. Um, and going into that game against Coventry, unfortunately, the woes in front of goal continued. <laughs> and it was another another game in which we were shut out. Uh, from all accounts, not a great game from either team, but Coventry doing enough to get the job done. I know the third was an empty net, but uh, yeah, in, in general, a, a real lack of effectiveness in front of goal. Only 19 shots again. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a worry. I think it's something that Malcolm Cameron had issues with and that's clearly not been able to be fixed yet by Dixon and Cole. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, well, from that Coventry game, I think it's not really much interesting to talk about other than, you see, there was a, an illegal equipment penalty on Ross Phoenix in the third period. Um, no, I had one of those called for a while. Um, I didn't. Measurement? Yeah, weird. Um, do you remember there was one called at Brayhead? Was that against Kyle Jones for the size of his stick or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was against Nottingham in the, <laughs> in the playoff quarterfinal, I think. Good. Uh, good which memory. must have been the... What, it was, it was maybe the 13-14 season, I think. Uh, we, I'm, sh- I'm sure we beat. Yeah, I'm sure we beat Nottingham by we, we scored maybe eight on aggregate or something. It was quite quite comprehensive, but yeah, it was a, bit of a desperate call by them. So I don't yeah. know if I don't know how that one's been spotted or called. Very unusual, yeah, but <laughs> didn't change our fortunes around. I think for sure, missing having Laporte out is a serious issue but it's kind of worrying that we seem to be so reliant on him for for creating chances and scoring goals and obviously Stephen Dixon not playing either is um, is a real is hurting us albeit he's not like a prolific point scorer but the balance of the team is um, is definitely been affected and struggling I think as a result of that yeah, I think that the goal drought is is a point that I want to I want to touch on. Um, you know, we've only scored more than three goals in a game twice this season: once in the league, and uh, an overtime loss to Coventry, and then once in the Challenge Cup, which was like one of our first games of the season um, at home to Fife. Scored twenty four goals in fourteen league games, so averaging one point seven a game. It's, that's not good. Scored nine goals in the last seven games, a one point three average, which is even worse. It's, um, and obviously, as you've said, you know we are missing guys like Dixon and Laporte. Um, but I think you've said as well they're not 
they're not prolific, even though Laporte was kind of the only one that was scoring for us at, at one point. Um, and they obviously do make a difference, but you know, if you look at the the stats for the for this, the year overall, it's not really that much of a difference, to be honest. The other thing is that when we looked at this team originally, I think we thought that it, it was filled with secondary scoring and that that would be much yeah. less of an issue. Um, because we had high hopes for like McParland and Dunbar in this team, for example. County that had, had done well at Guildford, you could go through the team. Um, but yeah, for, for whatever reason, we're, we're struggling to create chances. Like you said, 1.71 goals for on average, which is worse than the league, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, we're averaging 28 shots for in a game, which is ninth. And unfortunately, the flip side of that, we're, we're the worst for average shots against and to be fair, only seventh for average goals against. But um, I think being the, the lowest shooting team and the lowest goals for obviously goes pretty much hand in hand. And it's one of those things that you don't really know how to change it. That's that's the job of the coach, but it's it's clear. It's clear that that is an issue. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like like you say, it's it's currently up to Stephen Dixon to to remedy that. But you know, we do need a new head coach. Um, you know, we were told Dixon has been put in interim charge. Um, you know, are, are they going to are they going to hire a coach before hiring a GM? And you know, I I think that's unlikely. But then why are we now six weeks down the line without? A general manager in place. Um, you know, it's it's an issue that needs addressed now, and we need a a change in how we operate. Um, you know, uh, it'll take time for for Dixon to work on. You know, kind of the forwards and and different methods of of playing. Um, because it's you know. There is an issue that we lack a spark up top. You know, I think um, Glasgow Clan Live page kind of touched on it. We need we need speed up top. You know, we're we're lacking that kind of um, Braylon Schmier, um, Vaclav Stutka type player. Um, and we yeah, saw but, but an X factor. Yeah, but an X factor type thing. Yeah, you see the damage, pace, pace, speed. <laughs> Not really pace, is it? Speed. Sorry, you see the damage speed can do with, with so many teams. Like I think it's so noticeable when you're at games and opposition teams have got have got quick players. Yeah. Um like they, they do so much damage. Even the likes of um what's his name that now plays in Guilford and played with us in Dundee. Matt Cowlett. Sorry, it took ages oh, to get, yeah, yeah. get that name. But quick player, obviously he wasn't, um, you know, quite at that level when he was with us, but noticeably quick. Um, mm-hmm. And some other guys in the league, you know, it's it's really 
dangerous. Yeah. And and we never really seem to have those kind of players. Or whether it's the systems we play or, or not giving guys a, a chance to show that speed, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, for, for me, we've, we've always kind of talked about it a lot. I think I, I would like to see a, a much quicker team. But yeah. again, that doesn't strike me as that was Malcolm Cameron's thing. And again, I don't think he's signed a team to play quick hockey, really, to be honest. Yeah, well, again, that's that's kind of... We need to kind of question that side of things then as well. Um, I know he's not here anymore, but, you know, if he's kind of failed to hire... If he's failed to kind of bring in guys with the ability and, and the speed that, that Schmier had, um, you know, after months of not having that last season, and, it's, you know, he's kind of done the same thing again this year, then, you know, fingers fingers should be pointed at him. But, and it's not even really that these guys come in and they're prolific goal scorers and whatnot, but it's just having that speed um, kind of opens up the rest of the players to be able to perform. Um you know, you had mentioned Matt, uh, Matt Cowlett, but even, you know, guys like Chad Butcher as well for Belfast, not not prolific guys, but, you know, really quick and, um, you know, give give the opposition something else to think about. Yep. Um, Dundee, I've always signed um, one or two quick players. Um, and then you look through the league, there are other teams that, that have got it. Um, like you say, something just a wee bit disruptive to make other defensive um, players on other team think a wee bit. And, and I think defensively, we've we've not really got speed either. Um, I think Bolton's probably a fairly agile for his size, but you wouldn't put him down as, as extremely quick. But even to have that option um, would be good because we're, we're not getting as many goals from anyone but but not from the likes of Mitch Jones last year you know he would he would get us a few goals so yeah. maybe bringing in some a defenseman with, with a wee bit of speed that I'm thinking of you remember him obviously Cam, not Cameron but he wasn't the absolute quickest player but he had a wee bit of something about him um on the puck and, and, and making things happen. Oh, I think yeah. I think just you a need glide. Glide yeah. through the puck. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think teams need that and obviously it's become apparent at the start of the season we didn't know what some of these guys were like. But it becomes apparent now that we don't have it. Um Gergely Toth maybe was advertised as as a skillful good skating defenseman. I, I personally haven't haven't seen that really. Um, seen any flashes, maybe, but you don't see it enough. No, yeah, not. Shabbat maybe as, as a forward would have a bit more of it, but he's he's playing in defence. Um, and but like County, County I think has has done pretty well. Certainly again in in flashes, he he's got a wee bit of that, but I think we need more. So we're we're not going to see wholesale changes, and like you say, we, we don't know what's going on with it coach and GM so how long are we going to be interim and as such like what how is that going to affect the changes that we can actually make yeah I know well this is this is the thing this is 
you know, it, it all comes back to the to the same point, and that's you know, ultimately these decisions are still with Neil Black. Um. So you know, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to kind of coming on these podcasts and just kind of railing against Neil Black, but you know, he just actually going to do something, mate. I know, but it's it's the communication thing again that we've talked about with the takeover and stuff. We need to even just now we need to know if anything's going on in the background and what it is. Even that yeah. would make a difference if they'd said, you know, we've got these candidates. Or even worst case, if they said we don't have any at the moment, that's better than nothing, <laughs> you know. But, like, let us know if, if somebody's maybe going to be hired this season or are you just going to stick with player coach? Um, cause, I mean, let, let's be honest, I, I don't want to write off the season, but... There's only so much, I think, the way this team is now with the injuries at the moment, there's only so much we're going to be able to do in the next month or two anyway. So, um, yes, there's a wee bit of time, but you want to see um, some kind of message communication that things are going on and that there is intent there, but I can't really see it at the moment. No, there's absolutely nothing, um, as usual. Like I've said, you know, we're six weeks on now from um, from saying that there'll be a, a GM appointment, um, you know, and I was going to say I, I'd be amazed if if we weren't looking at coaching replacements then as well, but I have my doubts on that. Um, so, you know, we've had plenty of time. We've had plenty of time and, you know, like you say as well, no, no update in the last, well, I don't know what month or so. Um. So yes, yeah, it, again, it's not it's not good enough, and um. You know, if you know, John and Phil, uh, obviously spearheading a, a takeover, but you know, I like I don't know, would they have an input? And they like a new head coach or a new GM. I doubt they would, but you just you don't really know. And is he just kind of is Neil Black kind of holding off until all of this is is put to bed? Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't bode well for the season anyway. The way it's the way it's going, and it must be hard for players if, if you don't know. Well, maybe they do know what's happening, but it's also hard for Stephen Dixon. If he, at least if he's told, you know, you're going to be in charge for another couple of weeks, um, try and get this sorted, whatever, to bring in these players and then go from there. But yeah, we we really don't know. So it's it's more of the same. Well, that's the thing as well. So it's like, is Jake Bolton, is he he a Stephen Dixon signing? Who's making that decision? Because you can't really say, like, I know, and we'll come on to um, one of Manchester's new signings, but, um, I mean, look, looking from his stats, he, he seemed very much like a like a Malcolm Cameron signing. Um, 
or would be signing, then that's obviously not happened. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing is nothing is clear and obvious, really. So, um, I think it's just got to be left up to us to hey, figure out what's happening. That's not good, and we've said it loads of times, but it's it's the main thing for me, or not the main thing, but one of the big things that needs to change is that. So. Don't want to, as you say, I don't want to keep going on about the communication, but it makes a big difference. And you know, let's. I'm actually not going to say let's hope something gets sorted because it, it just. I'll 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 celebrate when it does, but until then, it's same old. Yeah, I noticed earlier on actually on the on the clan page that, uh, clan website. Sorry that they they changed the be. Um, they changed the backdrop on the GM thing, and they've they've removed um, Jerry and Malcolm Cameron. And they've just got Stephen Dixon there, but doesn't say. It's just like he's under staff as well as player, mm. but doesn't tell you like if he's the head coach, interim head coach. Doesn't mention anything. Yeah. yeah um, who knows? Who knows what's going on? It's just like going game to game expecting things to change but I'm not really sure that I'm going to with, with that situation so it's hard it's hard for the players and it's hard for the fans really that's who it affects yeah so that's who it affects and, and it's not it won't be helping get people to games you know there's no there was the excitement when Malcolm Cameron's gone and obviously it picked up a bit um, the defeats have, have not been great but you know, even even bringing out a wee bit of news about something uh, would be nice and, and get people a bit excited again, but not happening. So it means we head into a, a big game, even at this point, against Fife. Three points behind them. They're in the last playoff spot. Uh, so we're playing Fife at home on Friday and then Sheffield away on Saturday. I think we need to beat Fife. At home, I think we need to. We just need to start getting more wins from somewhere. And if it's just to be Fife and in the off season, then I won't like that. But it's it's the only place we'll start. We need to beat them and, and get some kind of run going. But if we're not yeah. scoring, then you know what? Do we have a do we have a, a realistic chance? I, I think we do, but it's going to be difficult. Yeah, there's always a chance against um, you know a team like Fife, who have conceded more goals this season than we have, um, but they've obviously scored a bit more as well. So um, I think our defending has been better. So I'm, I'm I'm confident in the defending, but it's you know it's again chance creation can. Can we find something that will work? Um, and you know, I've got I've got no doubt that that Dixon will be working on that this week with the with the team. Um, but we desperately need to see something. We can't just continue with with the same the same drivel that we've that we've seen for for weeks and weeks. It it would be nice to know what. Do, do you know what Dixon's injury is or whether he's 
return <laughs> to play soon? Of course not. Why? Like again, it comes. This is part of the communication thing. You don't know um, how long these guys are out for. Um, you know, it was the same with Waltz and, and Stenton. Although I think it's said now that they are kind of well, Stenton's back, obviously, but. Um, Walks isn't far away, I don't think. But again, this communication isn't coming from the club itself. So, yeah, there was there were the the kind of weekend preview videos with Dixon. I, I saw a bit of. I, I think he was asked about returning players, but didn't really say. I don't. I, I'm not really sure why it needs to be such a secret to at least say that players are close to return. Like we know that Laporte's a yeah. long term. Fine, but actually, well, I mean, how long? How long's he been out for now? Well, that's the thing, because he must not be too far away, is he? Mm, I think or he's still, uh, still, still another, at least a couple of weeks. I think. Right. Okay. Um, but Dixon's uh, unknown. Walt's unknown. Um, is yeah. there anything else? Well, when that, so that was part of the thing when when Bhutan get injured, there was a. I think that came out saying he'd be missing eight to twelve weeks, and something similar for for Laporte. I think it was six to eight weeks or something like that. But then nothing else for any of the other players that are injured. It's just, I mean, were they doing that because they were going to be out longer term, and these other guys, um, you know, maybe they were kind of short term. They weren't going to be out for too long, but it's just speculation. Yeah, it's like it's all. It's like it's all kind of a secret whereas I'm not I'm not sure it, it needs like the nature of injury is fine that can be yeah I don't need to know what type of injury they have yeah obviously other other teams are looking at that and stuff but uh, yeah it would be nice to know and again that's something else that gets fans excited if their players are coming back to line up and whatever else Um. so yeah as far as as far as we know, we'll possibly without those guys again. Um, as you said, Fife struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. So we've we've got to just hope that we produce one of those performances where we do get a few goals and, and the defence continues to be a wee bit more solid. Um, I think Shane Owen, as he always does, has faced a lot of shots. Um, so you know, conceding that many goals isn't too much of a surprise, really, but um, he generally performs quite well against us. So he'll be he'll be up for it, but we, we can't let teams like that get too many points ahead of us, or else we, we will just have absolutely no chance of even getting in the, the playoff spot. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's you can already see from, from the league table that it's... You know, it's pretty much split in half. You have like the, the top five just now are all kind of fighting amongst themselves and then the, the bottom five. Um. So, yeah, it is fairly split. So, again, the, the games against those teams should be ones that we should look at um, to, gain, to gain stuff from. Um, and then anything else is a bonus. Yeah, so do you, if we were, do you think we will beat Fife on Friday? 
I don't know. Um, I'm str- <laughs> I'm struggling to be confident. Um, either way, I think it could go either way. It's just one of those. It's one of those games, depending on what area of what team shows up. Um, you know, I think if we play well defensively, then you know we could. It's not as if we're not creating chances. It's just that they're few and far between. So we could, you know, we could create something. Um, and if that happens, then you know, there's there's a good chance that that we could get the win there. But um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I've actually got a feeling that we will beat Fife. Um, but I don't think we're going to go out and score four or five. No, because we, maybe, we don't do that. No, we just we just don't do it. So I think it would be a, a much closer a two-one or a we'll possibly score three. Let's be positive. We might score three. Um, would you take an overtime loss? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's still a loss. But in, in some people's eyes, I suppose that's almost as good as a win. But now nah, we we need to we need to beat Fife and start. Getting some kind of points together. Um, well, if, you was, point, if you get a point from every game, you're in the playoffs. Well, yeah, but think how uh, think how um, depressing that would be. <laughs> I think that's what my point of game was. I think he was. That's yeah. what he was aiming for at the end. Well, the the thing, in a way, you wouldn't mind it if you went and watched like great hockey every week. And games were like really high scoring, but the team played exciting yeah. stuff. And it was like, oh well, another overtime defeat. But I sat there or stood there and really enjoyed it. That's different. It's different to what it is like, where it's it's really horrible and not exciting and not entertaining <laughs> people. That's albeit they're both the same point. At the end of the day, it just wouldn't feel the same. Yeah, I was just laughing at it. Because she said it was horrible, uh, and that is that is horrible. It's horrible to watch. <laughs> yes, I was I was way off the mark with the Laporte injury. By the way, it was twentieth of October. It was reported six to eight weeks. So he's so he's only like three weeks in. No, okay. So so at least um, three weeks. Still. Yeah, I would say at least till at least earliest would be start of December. Would be back. So, um, yeah, not ideal, but as you say, don't know about the others. So it'd be nice to actually get told something, please. Um, and then I'm I'm a bit more fearful about Sheffield away in on Saturday, uh, especially because we'll have played the night before. Um, they're they're very strong at home. And and there's not really many signs that we'll be able to outscore them. So for me, I think anything we get there's a bonus. I just don't see it. No, uh, I'm going to hit you with a prediction just now. I don't think we are going to score. Yeah, not, I mean, not scoring Sheffield. They've they've conceded 18 goals in 12 games. Um, yeah, they shot out five at home, didn't they, last weekend? Uh, aye, they did. I think um, so. They've already shot us out as well this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've conceded three times the amount of goals. 
um, that Sheffield have, and Sheffield have scored double what we've scored. So yeah. it's one-way traffic. They'll maybe put Jordan McLaughlin in goals to give us a chance, like they did in Manchester, but I don't see it. Um, mm. Is that a Challenge Cup game? Uh, it was, yeah. yeah it was a, it was a Sheffield were already through, and I think McLaughlin played um, actually I think did all right to be honest. I saw some of the some of the goals. It wasn't as if he was at fault for all of them. Um, mm. But yeah, who knows? I, I just yeah, not not hopeful with that. Um, no. But but yeah, so to we're just playing Friday Saturday there. Um, nothing on the Sunday. But on the on the signing front that we we mentioned earlier, there were well, we are not really doing too much business. Some other teams have made like sweeping changes, I would say. Dundee um, releasing three players, I think, so far after their poor start. And uh, Manchester with a couple who've come in and, and won out. Um, these, like, the proactive nature of that is what I would like to see us like, not necessarily always players, but just make the changes and, and be upfront and honest about it. Uh, Fabrizio Ricci moving from Dundee to Nottingham, that was a bit of a surprise for me, but um, you know they seem to have created a, a bit of a role for him with Andrew Johnston moving on. Um, and then Marat Daniels, Marat and Daniels, the other two, leaving Dundee, uh, they've been a disappointment by their own standards. So um, I'm not surprised to see changes there. No, um, you could probably you could throw Chris Gary into that as well. I think he was. Yeah, actually, actually, a recent, a recent um, departure there as well. Although he's he's landed in Fife, so. Probably didn't even have to move flat. Um, but yeah, a few a few other kind of moves there. So um, yeah, Dundee making changes. I think they they signed um, a new D man. I think Chris Lidsman. Yeah, um, I think he's you know quite well established in in the East Coast. Um, he played once in the HL last season. Um, Again, he's got experience in, in Europe as well. He's played in, in France and Germany. So, yeah, good experience. And um, I think that's certainly what they were what they were looking for there. Um, you know, somebody come in and kind of shore up their, their defensive core and bring, it, bring that experience in. Yeah, maybe kind of similar to what we've done with Bolton. Somebody that's new or physical yeah. and... Um, I think Devin Daniels was possibly one of my picks to watch at the start of the year. So he's obviously already gone, but <laughs> I think obviously didn't didn't really adjust to the league, didn't take to it for whatever reason. Sometimes that happens. Um, and then Marat, the goaltender, only came in for a few games, I think, and conceded a ton of goals. Uh, so that, that was a bit of a short spell there. Um, but 
it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they do bring in another goaltender because they had Svensson originally and then I, I've always seen when Frith and Priest, their backup comes in, it does well. So the, the, the move to bring in the extra goaltender was maybe a wee bit unusual. I think they might just stick with with one in their backup and then bring in other imports elsewhere. But that's four four left to replace and, and one in at the moment. So um yeah, it would it would maybe be a good time for for us to play them when they're a bit short benched, but not happening really and um kind of similarly in Manchester. I've brought in another goaltender, um Jeremy Brodeur, the son of Martin, and if he's anything like his dad, then they've got an unbelievable goaltender. But statistically, he just looks—he looks okay. And obviously, you would say that if you end up playing for Manchester, you can't be that good. But we'll see. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> You're saying that ex ex best goalie in the league can't find the next best goalie. Yeah, I bet he can, though. I bet he can. He's going to come in and be great for them, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if if you are comparing him with his dad, then he's not had the same career trajectory. Um, yeah, a handful of AHL games uh, in, the, in the last couple of years. Um, I think I actually signed with Sheffield um, two weeks before the before the country shut down in 2020, so never managed to play for them. Um, but I don't know, so what's the deal here? Is he a replacement for Levine? Is Levine injured? Or Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't, haven't looked into it enough. Because that's interesting. Um, I don't, although, yeah, I mean, Aidan Levine, I don't know how well he's done. I think based on stats, um, I think he's sent it about Eighty-eight and a half percent save percentage, so probably under what you would what you would want from from a number one in this league. Yeah, so possibly as a, a chance to bring in some competition and um, give Broder a few starts and hopefully, like because they've they've got um, a few very good players now. Manchester they are dangerous, like Orval and and Deluca and so on. Um, I know we beat them recently, but they've given quite a few teams problems. So, you know that that might be a, a very, a very effective signing for them. Um, and I guess we just have to wait and see with Dundee what sort of direction they go with. I, I imagine there's not loads of players out there available to sign. Um, and yeah, you know, but uh, well, that's that's kind of why you you see like. Guys that are linked with other teams, and then if that doesn't work out, then they end up going elsewhere. Um, yeah, Chase yeah. Chase Harrison, um, I think was down. linked. You, you mentioned him, didn't you? Being linked with us, in quite a few sources, and was apparently like basically signed at some of the games in the crowd. Was it? Is that Chase Harrison? Mm, I um, think this was this was, was somebody a else. different. Yeah, it was right, okay. thing, I think. But uh, yeah, maybe Malcolm Cameron has has approached him to sign, and then all of that's fallen through, and now he's now he's at Manchester. So 
we know what will happen, that it'll just be unbelievable. Um, best defence in the league, and obviously we've thrown away that chance. Like um, Medric Mercier last year. Yeah, exactly like him. <laughs> uh, good, good luck, Medric. Um, I meant to see where he, where he was now, but um, I don't care that much. I'll, I'll maybe do that. I'll do that for next time. Yeah, I think the guy des- the guy deserves you to look up where he is now. Right, I'll I'll do it if you if you stall for time. Yeah, okay. No, I'm I'm always stalling for time anyway. Um, but the the um the Richie Richie to Nottingham one I said it was unusual. It is a wee bit just because, um, you know he came into Dundee having played with them before, and maybe expected a lot more of himself and probably Dundee did as well, being a few years older, more experienced. Um, so that didn't work out, but seeing him in Nottingham is is unusual, but I think the, the comment was that they wanted somebody to play a bit more of a physical game, and I guess he fits that, but Nottingham just in a weird place again this season, struggling for consistency, and they're... I guess the top of that bottom half of the league that you talked about, um, but yeah, just a, a bit of an odd sign for me. So who knows how he's going to get on? Um, mm. I, I I don't. Some people had said like well, they'd quite like to see see him at Clan. I, I wouldn't have. I, I've not been impressed enough with what I've seen. So um, kind of glad. And nothing against him personally, but just kind of glad we're not just looking for guys that have played in teams in the league and, and signing them. I want I want more than that if we're even going to do it. Yeah, um, I suppose that's one positive you could look at is that we're not just looking to sign anyone. Um, you know, we are kind of... Oh well, we're certainly taking our time, but like to get to get a guy like, like Jake Bolton and, and um, you know, his experience is only going to help us. So, you know... It's good to see that we're not just kind of jumping the gun and going for guys like Richie and I'm sure I've seen Brett Boomer's name being banded about on the forum as well. It's, um, you know, I think the time for these guys is, is come and gone. Um, I think we need to be looking at, you know, going down a different a different path. Yeah, speed. Speed, speed, speed. speed. Fast guys. Get all yes. the fast guys in you. Exactly. Pace, pace <laughs> the burn. Um, did you find Mercy? Uh, I did. Um, uh, I found him within about 10 seconds, but then spent the next couple of minutes trying to work out what league it was he played in. Right. Um, he plays for a team called Sojin Shores Winterhawks in the WOAA League. That in Canada? Um, it is, yes. Um, Exclusively Canadian players, bar one Scottish player. I need to see who this guy is. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that's quite interesting. Reed Hamilton, his name is. Netminder. Really? Um, yep. Did they play for anybody? Um, I realise this is not really. For maybe for maybe for next episode, you can you can research Reed Hamilton. Um, um, sounds like a furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
come down to Reeds in Hamilton. Um, oh, he was that he's actually Canadian. He was he was born in Canada, but he's dual nationality. Ah, okay. Well, maybe one, maybe he's one for for us next year. Get him signed up. Hmm. I'm looking at his stats. So. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. He's currently yeah. at a zero percent save percentage in one game. <laughs> oh dear, right. stick stick to yeah. sofa street. Aye, right. Um, anyway, way off track. Sorry. Yeah, no. I was just going to say to to finish up, we should run through the predictions for the games this weekend. Um, starting tonight, Sheffield Coventry. I'll go for a a home win. But quite close. I'll go. I'll go four to. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be a Sheffield win, but pretty close. So because you've said four to, I'll say three one. Friday, um, our game against Fife, but Manchester against Belfast. Um, Belfast are, are going to win that. But again, I think quite close because it's in Manchester. I'll go three to Belfast. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Manchester have made a couple of signings. Um, so, you know, it could, could mean something, but it's, uh, it's an away win. Definitely as well, I think. Pretty, I'll go, I'll say pretty comfortable. I'll say, I'll go 3-1 again. Okay. But fairly um, comfortable. Saturday, Nottingham, Nottingham, Belfast, and Dundee, Cardiff. You can go first. Um, any team that plays Nottingham, I'm going to be supporting them. So, come on, the Giants for Saturday night. Um, Dundee, Cardiff. I, I suspect um, Dundee could be on the end of a, a Cardiff rebound after conceding nine to Belfast last weekend um, so I, I fear for Dundee in that one yeah that was ridiculous that scoreline seven seven um, goals in the second period for yeah. Belfast well, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me that at one point Belfast have scored nine but it does surprise me that it was against Cardiff yeah not yeah. us and not us yeah I mean Cardiff haven't been unbelievably good this season but you know, defensively they're they're normally a bit more solid than that. Yeah, that was a surprise. Um yeah, I think Cardiff I think Cardiff will win, but then do you make it difficult just because um you know I expect a bit more fight from them this time and brought in new player, there might be maybe another before that, I don't know. Um but I think Cardiff made by a couple of goals, but not a not a disaster. Um <laughs> you heard it here first. I'll be revisiting that with embarrassment. Um, and Belfast will comfortably beat Nottingham. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Get uh, it, please. Sunday, Fife, Nottingham, and Cardiff, Manchester. Come on, the Flyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think Fife, I think Fife will, will actually win that. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to pick five for that as well. Um, at home and um, not playing on the Saturday. Although, having said that, I would like to see a start of teams that play on the Friday and then don't play on the Saturday. 
um, how well they do on the Sunday because I feel like it's not going well for us. Yeah, um, the, the, the day in between. Mm. Yeah, so potentially an issue, but nah, it's got to be got to be five. Yeah. And then Cardiff are going to beat Manchester on Sunday, I think. Yes, I, I agree. Although I Just think about. that could be close, that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just about Manchester are maybe due a bit of a better performance than they've seen of late. Um, but yes, so Clan's still in a bit of disarray. Let's see what happens against Fife. We might be talking about win two of the season. But according to our predictions, it's possibly up in the air. We'll see. Um, I'll go for overtime loss four. Yeah. No, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for a win. I'm going for a win. Right. Okay. Win number two of the season. So we'll be we'll be up to seven points, and that'll be the that'll be the start of the the winning run, the twenty game winning run. Absolutely no chance. Um, Certainly not. Yeah, so um, probably a good a good time to end the episode there. But I've not I've not missed anything, have I, from the our agenda? No, no. Just just more of the more of the, the false hope and the expecting things to change when they won't. But apart from that, hopefully people enjoy the game that go and next time. Um, we'll be talking about more of the same shite. So, obviously, from me, thanks very much, everybody, and um, we'll be back next time. Enjoy the games. Cheers.